This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving are you on your way back home? Either way. send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is uh, Chris Fairbanks. And this is uh, Karen Kilgara. We're in the we're in line at Starbucks. I didn't want to include your order because I want to respect your privacy. Thank you. But I'd, I'd never want someone to surprise me by knowing my Starbucks order and getting it for me. Right, right. That would be an incredible invasion of my privacy. Yeah, yeah. It's like anytime I find out that someone's being a paying attention to what I like mm-hmm. it's very it's very invasive that's when you know you've got to get out yeah if somebody gives you a perfect Christmas present never contact that person again yeah they're up in your business yeah why are you paying so much attention to me how did you know I want this you're a liability now to me I can't <laughs> now you now I've got an open flank now I've got a weakness <laughs> and it's you others can get to me through you <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about? I think we're just talking about um, Big Brother Brother being able to get your information. That's right. We're talking about the dark web. We're talking about the Silk Road. We're talking about Cambridge Analytica. We're talking about uh, Encyclopedia Encyclopedia Britannica. Britannica. (laughs) Yes. How did you know? Because I'm good at comedy. (laughs) (laughs) My wife. (laughs) Oh... I'm sorry. Once again, I'm always. I, you know how I'm always constantly fix, fixing yeah, and yeah. tweaking. But it sounds all right. Last time, I I gotta stop this stereo thing that we've been doing. People, I thought people liked it. Sometimes, but I think sometimes they're listening at work and they their <laughs> boss is to the right and they only have a one pod in their in their left ear and then so they only hear you talking or so, me talking. Are you saying there that there are clowns to the left of them and jokers to the right, yeah. and that they're stuck in the middle with us? Yeah. Oh, Werewolves. Werewolves. 
<laughs> Aruga. Arugula, Werewolves of London. I, Werewolves of London is like a high-end bag store, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you get your bag at Werewolves? I of, love it. Of London. Yes, I did. <laughs> your bag, but it's actually a plastic bag from the grocery store. <laughs> but it's from Werewolves of London. And you're just a homeless person, not having... You're talking to a parking meter? I, <laughs> Nothing against the homeless. I say homeless when I mean just people with... In the streets, right? Just anyone out in the streets. My, I, my heart goes out to people without homes. Oh, that's good of you. I feel like anytime <laughs> I make comments about homeless people, I am talking about. I live in Venice, and there are people with seaweed in their hair that are screaming. Yeah. And it's much more than just they don't have a house. It's a thing that makes me feel bad, and There's, I want people to know. I think about it all the time. Yes, you can't help but when you're on the west side of Los Angeles. There is a serious issue every single day. Well, mm-hmm. and also now everywhere in Los Angeles, those tent cities are popping up everywhere. It's they horrifying. really are. It's crazy I on rem- just any street. You used to have to go specific. Did you know Skid Row is on a map? That part of downtown. Yo, yeah, it's a real place. It's a place. Uh huh. It's a famous place. Was it there, and then they knew to move there? Or was it named after the tents were already there and they're like, okay, we're going to designate this? I would. This is a guess, but I think it's an educated guess. Mm-hmm. That, uh, it, because it's down near some kind of, it, it's either by a, um, like some kind of a helping facility, like say the Salvation Army or a city-run governmental one or right. something. So I think people naturally were gathering there because that's where the place they they were getting help and then people just basically maybe were waiting in line to get help or if there was like a shelter or something but i think people yeah that was the place where if you were down and out there was one place that might help you in the entire fucking city right and it was down there and it was down so it has nothing to do with the band skid row uh that's what you're saying well what i heard was God damn it, if I could just think <laughs> of that know, guy's name. I know. Damn it. All the, any information I could give you is ugly kid Joe specific. <laughs> and but, it's not going to help. But isn't Skid Row the guy that the lead singer was so weirdly oh, good Oh, Sebastian looking? Bach? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He damn does, it. He does like Broadway. I wanted to, if I could just have said Sebastian Bach and finished that sentence, it would have been such a feat. Trust me. I'm I'm here for the worthless information. <laughs> You're here to actually talk about things that matter. <laughs> and yes, I have gone down a Ford Taurus jingle wormhole. Let's hear about we it. We were singing it wrong. First of all, the, it's not now there's an American car that has... It's now there is a personal car that, as if... Up till then, Ford was just advertising commercial vehicles and, and buses and <laughs> trans transport vans. <laughs> now there's a personal car that has exact. With it's the, not so impersonal anymore. Yeah, there's a personal car in it with the shape and the look that you've been looking for. Taurus. Now there's an American car that has exactly what we've been but, waiting for. Taurus. <laughs> okay, but Taurus. Taurus. <laughs> but then there's a key change and uh and there's a lot more of the song i didn't know that commercials used to be like five minutes long yes it is an epic song and the guy is really putting it out there and then there's laser sound effects remember the beginning of hbo movies and that 
<laughs> it is very epic, and there's laser shows wrapping around the oval Ford logo, and it's very, like, it's just the most 80s amazing thing ever. Now, I just want to say this. I love it. Um, I feel like you may have been watch, watching a later version, because I think... The, I think the Taurus commercial I'm singing is the first one with the very first Taurus, but then it exploded in popularity, and those things were everywhere. Well, I hate to say this, but they they are dated, and this what I watched was the very first. It the, was the introduction of the Taurus, but then later it became the song like mellowed out a little. Okay. And then it became and American Car? He got a little No, that's just the second verse and I think they just started it with the second verse. But okay, it used to be the first car is crazy. Yeah, exactly. They thought that and then they thought that he was singing like Joe Cocker halfway through. <laughs> yes. He really was going vain temple level. Taurus. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> there is the uh, oh yeah, it's like we all know where we're going. Something, something that's proud and true. <laughs> it like I'm not kidding. There is so many, and then it goes back to Taurus. It's like it. There's frisbee and apple pie in it. It's, yes, it's nuts. I do remember those old car commercials, the idealized version of America in them, which was predominantly white people, but then a all-black family. Oh my God, I was just going to say that. What? In this commercial, that I was just going to say that they cartoonishly had a flash to a black family. It's like, and these guys are okay too. Yeah, don't worry <laughs> about it. You can all get into a Taurus. It's when I was getting ready. It's so funny that you said that. Because uh, it's it's that thing of like you didn't see it as a I didn't see it as like a middle class white kid that they were like look at America and you'd be like yay I love America and then it's like why is the black family not picnicking with anybody else at this it's a right. totally different party when yeah. they cut to that family yeah and they had to make sure that the wife wasn't they all had equal tint of skin it was yes. very like uh, and it's so funny you mentioned that because I was also watching. Before these Paul Ryan tours I did, I was watching a lot of speeches because I had to write an introduction. There's a video that was like a campaign video and I just wanted to copy things Reagan said. And so I watched a lot of Ronald Reagan and Bush and even Clinton like, as your president, I'm going to do this, this and this. And they kept doing that. They would show a black family and it was so gratuitous and obvious that, uh, oh, we're at, we're at Starbucks, by the yeah. way. Everyone's going to know Hi. what you got. Hi. It's going to be 675. Thank you. Or everyone's going to know what you spent. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was surprised that Reagan's video in 1981 1325. Thank you. Was very multiracial. He was really trying or someone was. Someone was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't him. It wasn't sure. his idea. You're right. He just wanted to do Star Wars point missiles at other missiles. That's right. We gotta get the small missiles to shoot the big missiles. <laughs> that was his biggest, that was his his main focus, which is so funny. Is that true? Yeah, that and the trade tariff thing, which has ruined our country. But is the small ruined missiles, us. big missiles, that was Star Wars, where they were gonna bomb the bombs, basically? Right. Okay. Yeah, that was his, that was billions and billions of dollars that 
My dad would be a better person to have in the car right now to talk about <laughs> Thank this. Thank you. You too. But my dad's mad at him about that and then the trade the trade deficit, which is happening again. We're like starting a trade war with China. Yeah. Which uh, has no end. That could go on forever. Because they're not going to back down. They're fucking... Yeah, China doesn't fuck around. They aren't going to fuck around. We're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's where Trump had his clothes made. All right. <laughs> it's fine. We don't have to talk about that stuff. I think we have talked a little bit about Reagan before because also my mom hated Ronald Reagan quite a bit. Oh, our moms would have been such pals. Such good friends. Yeah. I yep. know they would. Yep. Yep. She really... I. It's hard to talk and merge into fast traffic. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Trust me. Okay, good. Here we go. It's hard oh, to make motorcycle. decisions. I'm trying to make verbal... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. Everybody's going fucking 50. Why? Because they're dicks. Oh, this was my lane. I could have gone into it the whole time. I don't know why well, I didn't see that. Your chain is rubbing on the... I'm going to do that. Okay. Sorry, it was rubbing on That's the mic. Okay. That's okay. And... But that's, you know... This, we get the sights and sounds of actual the driving follies and foibles. <laughs> that would just happen, although boring was real. And I guess it wasn't the sights, it's only the sounds, of course, this big. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the pictures that your mind projects in oh, your yeah, movie, mind. mind screen. The things we say will paint color pictures in your brain. <laughs> now, Chris, mm-hmm. you went on tour as Paul Ryan across yes. the, uh, this great American land. And while you were there, you told me you met people who listened to this podcast. Yes, a lot. It was really pretty cool. And, I love it. And uh, a lot of the times I can tell that they were murderinos that transferred over. But mm-hmm. one of the time, I thought these guys, there was a couple guys in Madison, and I thought they were going to be mad. They weren't smiling. Okay. But then they bought a poster, and I was like, well, that's a weird way to pick a fight. <laughs> and they, they just had, because they had hats, their brims were folded. It's me being closed-minded. They had camouflage hats, so I thought, well, they aren't. And, and then they're like, hey, we're big Do You Need a Ride fans. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Because I was worried the whole tour that some real Paul Ryan fans, you know, because I was in his stomping grounds. I was yes. never in his district as a as a congressperson, but I was in, I went to his hometown and stood in front of his office and people drove by and glared at me. That's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, and they, it, uh... So, it, well, but it makes sense that you would be nervous because that's the entire political engagement that anyone has with anyone these days. You, you're not going to assume that a guy... Uh, wearing camo on his hat. This might be California and, right. and a Californian idea, but you would be thinking that's that's a person who likes hunting and who likes his gun control and who right. likes this and that. And like, it's easy to go just and really put someone in that corner. I think that these guys did like their hunting and their gun control, maybe, but they also like our podcast. And I they're love like, it. well, this is the guy, so I'm going to go. And maybe they didn't agree with. Because I was very anti-gun during my a lot of my, I just hid my jokes and answer. I couldn't write. I learned as much as I could about, uh, even though it was depressing about what Paul Ryan actually thought. But yeah. then I realized, wait, I just have to uh, fit my jokes in these answers, and then it was really fun. That's great. And but yeah, it's. A lot of a lot of do you need a ride fans came and I want to thank you, especially in Madison. I met some really sweet people. 
after the show. I want to thank specifically the deer hunters. Yes. I love your movie. Yes. I'm proud that you listen to us. Yes. I think it's exciting. Also, I think people... We've all been led down the primrose path to judge each other based on things that actually don't really reflect anything. Right. Like, I think if you just saw me standing in the back of a club, you'd think, oh, that's a witch, and she also teaches theater. Right? (laughs) You wouldn't be giving me all the credit that I am due. That's just how we do it. You know, and it's easier to go. How how will this person be my enemy? So you can be prepared if they start yelling at you, right. than to go. They love me. I was really ready. Yeah, I was on edge and thought that's what I needed to prepare for. But it was just people. The exact opposite. People really. I mean, it seemed Milwaukee and Madison and Chicago. Everyone's really nice. Yeah. And yeah. it was. Uh, we met Kathy Myers, who's running for Paul Ryan's district she's a teacher and she was the best she came and she, she came was so funny oh she she during the Q&A came up to the stage and we gave her the mic and she was so funny and great and knew exactly how to play it that's amazing and I tried to urge her to run Republican just because it would give her an ad two Democrats go, come <laughs> on you want to win this thing run Republican and do what you want afterwards that's what I did she's like actually that's a pretty good idea she was so great and then she hung out and had some beers and she had she was there with her daughter and I love it and and her boyfriend and her campaign manager and they were the best it, I she was so cool that's great and then we went to Randy Bryce's office the other guy running so I don't know if we're meddling with both sides or if, but that's you know I'm just playing Paul Ryan for them that's right and then they helped promote it's the back scratchy it's a double back scratcher, which to most of you is a sweet ass ski trick. But uh, you know, it was a mutual symbio- symbiosis. Very cool. Yes. And like, now you're a political comedian. Like is the, what you're saying? Like the Tsetse fly when he warns the buffalo. Um, the bird. Wait. Okay. There's a bird that hangs out on a buffalo that. Are you thinking of the bird that's the to, the dentist for the alligator? <laughs> right. There's all yes. That's better. That's a better one. And then they zoom in on him during a Flintstones episode, and he's like, "I hate my job." And then the mouth. It's closes. a living quack. One feather. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur, but also a garbage disposal. Back under the sink with me. Like that fucking bird always said it's a living. <laughs> it was like I love those cartoons because it was like Jack Benny style jokes for kids in the eighties. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like why do we fuck? We don't like this comedy. Yeah, why are why are they you thinking kids are gonna enjoy? Yeah, it's I'm in a union at least. <laughs> That's great. Better call my union. <laughs> now there's a there's a bird that hangs out on a buffalo or or a rhino or but and eats the bugs off his back and the rhino's like. Okay, yeah. you can eat my bugs as long as you peck me when there's danger is coming. I love it. So the bird's like, there's a tiger over there, and he'll, like, peck tap, his tap, back. Tap. He's like, oh, thanks for <laughs> stopping to eat my back, bugs, it, giving me enough time to run away. I hope I'm not making all that up. I mean, I feel like I've heard about these types of relationships. Not, I haven't just heard that one specifically. Yes. But yeah. I love it. Mutualism. Is that what it's called? Yes. Is it really? I think so. Mutualism is a good phrase. Uh, but uh, but but yes, they these politicians were being really mutualists great. with you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a way to you know 
like Randy's going to come to the LA show here and do uh, have a fundraising situation. Oh, that's great. And I think a lot of Democrat people will just show up. And I think it makes sense for him because, you know, there's more money here. People in Wisconsin maybe don't have extra cat, and people in LA out of just wanting to fund the Democratic Party will maybe come and sure. Or if they went, you know, they may be ex uh, badgers, ex Marines, ex, oh. <laughs> ex Marine badgers, <laughs> or whatever Wisconsin badgers. It's a school. The Badger School. Yeah, it's just when I was at Big Sky, there was a house. I was skiing, and there was a house in the middle of a ski run with a hockey rink, and it just said Wisconsin Badgers around the house. I'm like, why does that guy get? This fan of a college team get to have his house in the middle, of, and it must be the actual mascot's house or something. <laughs> but um, I don't understand any of that story. It's yeah, I, I it's disjointed and came at a weird time. <laughs> and uh, but basically, there's a house in the middle of the ski run. Yes, it what was. The fuck? I know. I'm like, why does that house get to be here? Like, they built everything around it. And it was a beautiful big house. Now, I think the house came later. Oh, that's weird. It was a weird. Big, nice house, yeah. Oh, like a rich guy was like, I want to live there. Yes. In the middle of everything. And they're like, okay, you have enough money. I think I'm used to ski areas where I'm from being like Forest Service or Native American land, and you can't just build willy-nilly on You can't do what you want. One would hope. But I think this is private land. Okay. And it's this, and then further down the road is the Yellowstone Club, which is like this millionaire. That's where Justin Timberlake goes and does his skiing. Oh, yeah. There's the. Do have you skied there? No, it's not. It's only for rich people. You don't. Not even specialists. If you go in there and be like, "But I can do tricks." No, I think uh, because I my tricks are they're, they're of the past. Oh, I'm all trying to ollie and stuff. Yeah, I just uh, I, I don't have it in me anymore. But uh, hopefully we get to do a comedy festival there next year, and then maybe get a Yellowstone Club. Can I pitch an idea? Yes. This is how you kind of t- speaking of symbiosis, you can yes. just mix all these things together. Yes. The next political candidate that you mock, mm-hmm. pick one that also skis, right. and then you can tour all of the ski resorts in America. I I. I wish that this had, the only thing this had along those lines was me driving in the snow. I was very horrified, but I got, one of our shows was canceled because a blizzard just came. You know, a mid-April blizzard. Sure. Ah, global <laughs> climate change. No, it's that's fake. Yeah, it is. It's not real. It was, yeah, it, uh, it would have been nice to have, there was already enough to think about. It would be nice, though, too. I don't think I'm ever going to... I'm getting out of politics is what I'm announcing right now. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> <clears throat> the only reason I did it is because I kind of look like that guy. I'm not going to try and find anymore. I just want to stand up. Okay. I mean, okay. Whatever. It was a fun publicity stunt, <laughs> and it worked, and I enjoyed it, and it was hard, and my hair went gray, and I got a weird rash. I was... <laughs> got a rash under my eyes I got a chest rash all these little hairs that are gray hair those are new uh-huh because I was in over my head and I was scared yes but then it went well it was fun well that and, all I mean that I think that's the exchange that you had to make right yeah 
I, th- I guess it is. If you want to do a new thing that challenges you to see if you can do it, you have to get uh, hives on your chest. On your hide. On hive. I, I, <laughs> I think that I had it everywhere. <laughs> I, had, I had bumps everywhere. It's weird how I just react to things. Oh, there's a rummage sale at that church next weekend. That Ep- church over there. Oh, yeah. Of course we should rummage through their things. <laughs> Ooh, another another free Bible. Yeah. Ooh. A hymnal book. Oh, good. A picture of Jesus crying. Ooh, look. A stack of different macrame owls. <laughs> Ooh, a jar full of regret. <laughs> Just a jar. <laughs> Filled with regrets. <laughs> and charcoal. What's that little girl do? Is she by herself? Nope. My thing, did you see that little kid when we were driving to Starbucks? There's a little kid sitting on the sidewalk by himself. I don't like that. And then, but it turned out all his friends were, it was like he crossed early and all his friends were on the other side of the street and they were all like 12. But it scared me so bad to just see a little kid by himself. And when we were in the 80s, rock, every kid was just kicking a rock on the corner like I wish some strange grown up would pay attention to me. <laughs> it was every day of my life. It was so normal. It just, was standard fare. You just hung out at a, a, a intersection of two dirt roads yep. and waited. To interact with a stranger. <laughs> just waited. For who didn't make... have a job was driving around during the day. <clears throat> oh god that's so scary. It's insane. Yeah, child it, safety is a recent invention. And it's in, it's dear to my heart. But sometimes people <laughs> can be a little... I was paranoid about it. I think that my mom talked about it a lot. Because yeah. every time... But I still walked from the daycare place to school. It was just a few blocks. Yeah. But I think the daycare people just were like, looked out the window and they're like, ah, he's fine. They watched me walk halfway. It was just... A, but I, the whole time I thought, I'm going to get any van. It was always a white van. Yes. Any van that went by, I'm like, well, this is, the, this is it. This is this I'm is getting grabbed. Yeah. And I knew what happened after that. I knew. Because your mom told you. Oh. Rapey sex. No. That's what, it was my fear. I'm not kidding. Mm. <laughs> it was my fear. <laughs> I was so worried about it. <laughs> I knew they wouldn't just push me around. No, that's right. Have you that. have you heard Julie the, McCullough's story about the hustler, the rustlers, or tough skins were coming off? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you remember that story Julian tells about when he was like six and he was playing at a playground and basically his friend bullied another boy and then his friend left and the dad of the boy they bullied came, grabbed Julian and threw him in the back of a van. But they were driving around to find the other kid, but like Julian was like six and kind of didn't know what was going on. Oh my. And he was essentially, and for all intents and purposes, kidnapped, but it was because this dad was like, I want to find the kid that hit my kid in the face. And you're going to help me find him? Yes. And then he just got dropped off at home. He was like, it was like best case scenario of a kidnapping. Oh wow. Yeah. It was a very utilitarian kidnapping. It had its purpose. It didn't, yes. It was entirely platonic. (laughs) Wow. That's a weird dad, though. It's like, yes. wow, who needs revenge on a six-year-old? That's a meth dad, or that's a dad that's recently been fired. There's yeah. a pro- that's a problem dad. That right was there. about something else. Yep. That was about a foreman. That was yeah. really... Aren't you really just mad at your boss, sir? I wish <laughs> I was that smart of a six. I, I constantly... I don't want to go back in time and relive life, but it would be so fun 
to be six years old and just have our brains just for a day and yes. tell people off and call people out yep. and be like this amazing kid. By the end of the day, you'd make millions of dollars somehow. Yeah. You'd definitely end up on TV. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story of when uh, I was six and it was the first year I played softball and my sister was two years older than me and she was on a different softball team. So in the first softball game of the day was my softball game and then afterwards her team played. Mm-hmm. And in my softball game, the um, the mother... the the mother of one of the players on the other team was also the first base umpire. And at one point she called a girl on her own daughter's team safe that was clearly out. Oh no. And then, and everyone was like, no way. Like you did not just do that. And she was like, nope, out, out. And she like stuck by it. And then the next game, that same woman was the coach of my sister's team. And so then we were all, we all had to sit together on the same side of the, of the field. And I do not remember doing this, but my mom told me that I did it. <laughs> the lady walked after her and goes, good game, honey. And I go, you cheated. You're an adult and you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. And I yelled, like yelled it into her face in front of everybody. And my mom said she couldn't stop laughing. She just had to like walk me away. That's so great. What do you remember her, what her response was? Uh, no, because the memories that I have of it, I remember what like softball field it was on. I remember the day and right. I definitely remember the feeling of like, what? This is like a movie of somebody being bad. Um, but sh- I'm confusing her face now with like two other relatives face from my childhood. So right. she just looks like kind of a mean old lady and I don't remember yeah, any yeah. real details. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah, I have so many memories that I don't actually recall. It's just the recollection of my parents telling me my whole life. <laughs> yes. And uh yeah, it's I can't think of any examples, but that's so great. That's exactly what I'm talking about. If you could just be all the way an adult and just go back and have days like that where you just called out adults for cheating. Yep. You said you're a weirdo. You don't stare at those people like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, I know what you're up to. <laughs> I'm from the future. I'm not scared of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd also have to know an adult, have adult sensibilities when it came to uh, physical, defending myself. Oh, right. So I'm also like a little kid who knows karate. Not oh, that nice. I know karate now. Easy, sir. Easy. We're all excited to get our kids home. Yes. But you don't need to be pulling let's, out. Let's just not go pulling out. <laughs> Everywhere. God, they're all... God, I hated school. Uh, It's 2.45 right now, and all these kids just get out of school, and that is the best feeling ever. I didn't like school either. It's just... All I wanted when I was in school was to find out what everyone else was doing. I was obsessed with what people did when all the kids were at school. Oh, what do you mean? Like, kids that weren't at school? Or people. I just wanted to know what was happening in my town that, like, I wouldn't be able to see because I was stuck at school. Right, right. Locked in a room. Being forced to do remedial (laughs) learnings. Stupid, dumb learning. Learning how to tell time. See, every one of these kids has a parent holding their hand. Yeah. And when we were growing up, little kids like that would walk home alone. That little. Yeah. Those those are six-year-olds. It's weird. It is weird. I occasionally will see kids out on their own, and I do want to intervene and be like, where are your parents? But then all of a sudden, I'm the kid. I'm yeah. the guy. Now you're in play. You're there, being observed. One, I, 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 one time I 
we were downtown in Missoula, which isn't a huge town, but it's it's it was miles back home, and my sister and dad were in the front, and I was to get in, I was getting in the car last, and they just thought I'd gotten in, and they drove off without me. Yep. I've told you that. It was horrifying. And I've told you, I mean, you've told me because I have the exact same story too. Oh, right, What right. grade were you in? It was, I was uh, 10. Oh, I, oh, you're older. Younger, maybe. Maybe I was young. But a guy tried to help me and he was the enemy when he's like, are you okay? Why? Are you? And I was like, leave me alone. You're going to kill me. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess the kid's on his own. Um, Good on you, kid. I can't, yeah, I, I can't remember how I, I think my dad, once he got home, he freaked out and retraced his steps, and I was just, You were it not- seems like I'd run halfway home, but it was probably a block, <laughs> and one man tried, because I was like, I was frantic. Yeah, I bet. I've been left. <laughs> they don't want me anymore. Well, that's what happened. I was in kindergarten, and I watched... My mom was driving car carpool that day and there was like three different families of kids in, getting in the car. And I just was, again, the last one in, but I didn't, like the kids shut the door and I was standing there and the car drove away. And then I just immediately burst into tears. And the t- whatever teacher was standing there was like, Karen, she's gonna come back immediately. Yeah. And my mom said that they were driving and that she was like, Karen, you're quiet today. Because, of course, I was the big loud mouth and never stopped talking. And she's like, honey, you're quiet today. And then nobody said anything. They're like, Karen's not back here. Sorry, your chain is rubbing on the... Oh, it I'll just creates. Sorry. I, uh... Yeah, I, I, um... I never got to go to a... had a carpool situation. You didn't? I'm oh, jealous. because you live so close? Yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah, mm-hmm. small town. Real... Well, they dropped me off at a house, and then I hung out there for a while. I can't remember anything about who that was. An older lady, I think. And then I'd walk from there. And then I was in a daycare, and then... So you had, you had stopped at a safe house on your way to school? Yes, it was a halfway house. Well, you know, <laughs> I spent most of my early childhood hooked on a bevy of barbiturates. Yeah, so then, sad. you know, they put me in the old little kid halfway house <laughs> where I lifted little weights. Child on downers. <laughs> and I got in a little kid work release program. Yep, nice. You got your tats. You earned some respect. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were temporary little kid tats. Yes. I just like the idea of little kid prison. I mean, it's <laughs> terrible. It's a terrible idea. Well, uh, if little kids ran it, it would be great. Yeah, it'd be pretty cute. If you got, if you removed the adult element entirely, that would be. It would be straight up Bugsy Malone, but prison. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> just a warden in a diaper. Hold on, I think we need to mail this idea to ourselves because it's really fucking good, and someone's gonna steal it. Little kid prison. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Little Kid Prison, that's a pr- production of uh, Do You Need to Ride Enterprises? Yeah, we right now. LLC. Officially, this is the time stamped. Digital, annou- digital time stamp. This is a contract pending announcement. <laughs> Our idea, Little Kid Prison. We're driving by a restaurant right now called, um, well, it says Happiness You Can Eat. Yeah, and then it says Hungry Fox. Hungry Fox. It's all. They just were throwing darts at a word board. <laughs> word board. <laughs> you know those word boards. Where I think we might be in like Sun Valley right now. Ow, Sun Valley, Utah. We're way the fuck out in Utah right now. I hurt. My hand hurts. I yeah, was holding. Stop I bro- shaking it around. It feels good. It's part of my therapy. No. I broke it, my hand. 
Is it really part of your therapy? No, no. I'm supposed <laughs> to take it out of this little um, cast. Right. It's half cast. It's a little um, Phantom of the Opera mask for my hand. Um, but I was skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was worried about my hip. I've been doing all the therapy and everything to get my hip better. Right. And I fell on it. Oof. And it, and in a very dramatic way, I was with all my friends. We we're having a good time. My leg felt good. I messed up and I fell. I got a little frustrated, but my hip was fine. But when I got, well, I was frustrated. I punched my skateboard and I broke my hand. Oh, no. And my hip was fine. Oh. And I don't, it was, it wasn't like I got furious and, you know, like when I was a little kid and I'd try and dent my locker at school. I just, I feel like my bones are brittle. It was so, when it happened and I was like, oh, I clearly broke my hand. There was a little thing jetting out. Not of the skin. I just pushed on it and fixed it. But it, uh, it was like that happened too easily. Am I a brittle What's, do I have a Benjamin Button bones? <laughs> <laughs> Are you turning into a baby? I think I'm turning into a... It's a weird hybrid old man baby. I am aging, but I'm also becoming the size of a baby. So oh. I'm, I'm shrinking and I'm getting... Uh, my arms are getting fatter and my face is getting rounder, but I'm still wrinkling. Okay. And still on the inside, my organs are aging. Great. And then you also still wear glasses. Yes. I, that's the other thing. Okay. I, my vision has gone downhill in the last two weeks where I, I read this flapjack pancake mix box because <laughs> it's racist as Paul Ryan. It's, I oh, used to I read this box all the time. And Part I'm of like, it. Right. I'll do that here. And Months ago, I could read it. I could not read it. It Ooh. just all... And yet, like, yesterday, I noticed I was, like, looking at my phone, and I'd have to hold it away. I've had seventeen twenty-one vision or whatever. I've had better than... <laughs> it's been so good, I've never had to learn what the... What the fraction <laughs> what the numbers is. numbers are. <laughs> yeah, it's twenty twenty better than twenty twenty. It always has been. It's been my... Uh, you know, it's something I'm proud of. And it just disappeared. Well, you are, are you like 38? I'm a 43 year old man. Are you Chris? Yeah. You look good. Well, come on. I mean, on the outside, but my eyes are turning where it matters. Wrinkly old man. I feel like, because normally it's around in your late thirties, but maybe you just, you got to keep it a little while longer, but that's that's what happened to me where my sister, because she's two years older, she always had worse vision than me. And I just tracked right in her wake of my vision failing in the same time frame hers did. Right. So she'd be like, oh, you're going to need contact lenses next year. Oh, wow. Like, I think it's, when you when there's somebody else that's, like, older than you. Right. And you know what's going on. It's like, oh, it's more obvious that, I like, wonder, oh, yeah, I'm squinting. I have to ask my sister, Lisa. Yeah, I, communicate with Lisa more. I think that you're right. I mm-hmm. should anyway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be about our eyeballs. No. You can talk about hips. <laughs> You can talk about skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, are you getting our mother's hips? <laughs> I, it's inevitable. I'm wearing all her old jeans now. <laughs> and dancing like this. Chris, you don't have her hips. You have her jeans. Quiet, look at me jazz dance. I, lo- <laughs> I love Rob Quist. I don't know. She used to go to see a guy named Rob Quist. Who's like uh, a boyfriend? Uh, no. 
<laughs> Maybe. What the hell? Ooh, it's Armenian. Uh, oh, genocide. That's genocide right. Genocide <laughs> appreciation or commemoration day. Appreciation. Oh, God. No. Um, <clears throat> my... We're raising money for cancer to help promote cancer. I'm against cancer. Oh, wait. Okay. I, I guess don't I... want to raise money for it. I had the wrong idea, I guess. Um, my pool man, and I know it's a brag. I try not to talk about the pool man that much. Oh, is he the guy with the little shorts that you're always whipping him with a towel? <laughs> I have to say, my pool man is hot. He's not young, but he is, he's a very manly Armenian man, but he's also the loveliest. And there were times when I was super broke, like mm -hmm. a couple years ago, it, there was one time he showed up and I was like, I will have a check for you next week. And he was just like, don't worry about it. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Oh. Like, like it's on him or I'm like, it's what you do for a living. That's I so can't not great. Pay you. But anyway, he showed up at my house yesterday when he normally comes Tuesday and he said I come I come today because tomorrow is the Armenian gen genocide and he made it sound like yeah. it was happening tomorrow or right like, right I don't <laughs> like well we have to do something to stop it <laughs> why are you cleaning pools today yeah no we were podcasting the last time where where I was wondering why all these flags were waving and we were driving through Glendale and it was they were everywhere yeah uh, the flags, not they, not P. I don't say that about people, especially when I'm talking about something like a genocide. Yeah, good. The flags were everywhere. The flags. Because the people were also. Because the because Glendale has the highest percentage of Armenian population in anywhere in the world other than Armenia. Did you know that? That does make sense, but wow. <laughs> yeah, that's where pretty much everybody that lives in, uh, do you, in Glendale is do you Armenian. Think, yeah, it's a per capita concentration, not... Or is it a number, like, uh, uh, just sheer numbers, I wonder. I gotta get into my analytics, I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, we, we gotta get into that Encyclopedia Britannica. Britannica. <laughs> Do you remember how expensive encyclopedias were when someone had come door to door? And well, your, your parents are gone, they come in, they eat some of the food, uh -oh. everything else is blurry. <laughs> you have to write a check, you have to forge your dad's signature, it's for hundreds of dollars. <laughs> And it's missing. But you gotta get those encyclopedias. <laughs> the N and M, N through M, was never that book was always gone. <laughs> That's the most popular book. Oh, and mollusks, <laughs> muskets, fucking Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, oh, you pulled out my whiskey. You pulled out my whiskey laugh. Oh, the oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you thought of so many good M's real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good, fun time. There is truly a ton of Armenian uh, gen people are are driving around with the flags because they're they're commemorating it. Oh no, it's a car accident. No, this is a commemorative car accident. <laughs> this is this is the real deal. Wow. Um, oh, now they're fighting. I they don't think they should be fighting. Please don't fight. She's gesturing a lot. Yeah, yeah. They're doing a lot. She, she's like, but I don't understand why you ran into me. <laughs> I, I understand how. But why? why? Why did you do it? Yeah, she's taking advantage of how that's a nice man. I don't... Or maybe uh, it's the other way around. It could be. Let's think of it that way. Let's go. Let's turn around and square things out for <laughs> I'm a Geico adjuster. You stand over there. Everything you say from this point forward will be representing you, me, in a court of law. I don't know all the words. Sit down, ma'am. This is our new podcast. This, yes. It's the <laughs> ill-informed insurance, insurance adjuster. adjuster. 
uh, the comedy that comes forthwith. When I had my epic rear ending days uh. before we started in your old fit. The fit. And uh, it was the the interrogation that happened afterwards. It was the one of the most. I'm like, no one's gonna get take control over my brain and and make me say the wrong thing and. But, God, she was really good at it. And we really were at, at a little table with a bright light. Like, Wait, I thought your head went forward and then back. You're saying the whiplash went back and then forward? Because before it was the other way around. And I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like uh. it was awful. And I would get so frustrated and be like, ma'am, do you like your job? Is this enjoyable? Like I was losing it. <laughs> but we, we still got the... Uh, they found that guy, in your favor. That's one thing I learned, and this is just driving advice, and it's part of the theme of the podcast. If you get in a car wreck, don't, don't make sure you can get the cops to show up. Get an accident thing because we didn't yes. do it. This guy drove away. He didn't have insurance, and no one's going to hunt him down. No, he just left town. I think. I'm sure he did. I still follow him on Twitter, <laughs> but I never said anything to him. <laughs> He's a Are personal sure trainer. Him? He lives in Denver now. For oh yeah. Real? His dad's a Mayo Clinic doctor. Yeah. Uh oh. I know exactly what he looks like. He's in great shape. He's been working on his cardio. He's lost a bunch of weight. Oh my god. It's the guy. Yeah. I'm scared right now of you. <laughs> well, I was looking for the right time to be like, hey. Now that you lost some weight, give us money. <laughs> I do, I do, I am a little weird. When I hear, I'm like, so-and-so, this guy killed someone, or there's, you know, I find them on Facebook, and I look at their pictures. Just in case? Because, the, no, they, they're they just people, and you can find them. That's Whenever, true. They are just some, people. It's like, so-and-so murdered someone in Texas, and then I look it up, Texas, look up their name, there they are, wearing, with a Confederate flag behind them. <laughs> there was some guy that, that there was some guy that, Ingayo, Ingayo Beedlam, uh, what's his name? Yeah, He's a, yeah. that's his name. Ingayo Beedlam, yeah. Beedlam, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, he, there was some guy that he posted, there's an article about him, like, he got bit by a rattlesnake and in the head by a bear Ooh. and then by a shark all within four years. Oh, right, yeah. And so it was like, and I was like, oh, wow. And then I saw he's like an outdoorsman, found him on Facebook. And it's, it's all Confederate flags. Like he's a, <gasps> he's a lunatic. Yeah. No. I'm like, well, he, the, the tweet was like, maybe you shouldn't fuck with animals or, uh, I'm like, well, he also shouldn't fuck with Confederate flags. Maybe the animals are trying to tell you to stop. Yeah, that's right. Being a dick. Maybe you sh- you're not that smart. Maybe. 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 I think that's probably what it is. I mean. Yeah. And the bear. I, I have to say his bear situation. I really. Because all of his pictures. It was like I know what year they all happened. It's so crazy. <laughs> that you can get that deep yes, into someone's I life. Just, yeah. yeah. And it, it, the only reason it took four years is because the snake thing happened a long time ago. But the bear and the shark. That was like this year. Yeah. And the bear. His head teeth when it bears are so scary they're so scary they're monsters and he in the in the article that i read it's just like yeah he grabbed me and drugged me a few feet and my friend scared him away but no i saw on his facebook right next to uh don't tread on me (laughs) flags 
uh, which I think is a gun thing. They uh, there was like full on teeth marks in his head and like crushy skull time. Shit. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest has a terrible smile. Well, it's quite empty. <laughs> it's an empty smile. As you look at that picture, there's billboard. We're in the part of Los Angeles, and we drive out here a lot, where there's just weird, random billboards for things that either you've never heard of or you would never watch, like Ryan Seacrest's KIIS radio show. Yeah, yeah. And he, the picture that we were just looking at, he looks like a uh, middle-aged housewife who got some face work done. Yeah, he's got the same smile as Vanna White. It's so yeah. strange. Yeah, and the eyes are dead. Yeah. Oh, Ryan. He was our number one fan secretly until this moment. Yeah, he probably, you know, I think about that all the time. What if Seacrest was a big listener? If that's true, I would say stop sexually <laughs> assaulting people. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Seacrest out. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Really? What yeah. kind of a... Oh, His just, wardrobe person had... There, there's... Yeah. It's very bad. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thing they do not... Like, somebody like Ryan Seacrest, where he's literally hosting five huge conglomerate-based things... He doesn't have time to date. The, you got to speed <laughs> You got to grab at whatever's near you. Um, <laughs> Maybe I could pencil you in right now. Put down my... <laughs> face makeup. Ow, I hurt my elbow. <laughs> but no, I don't I don't want to because you have dead eyes. Yeah. And, and the smile of a lizard. Yes, yes, it is a lizard-like smile. It's very reptilian. Look at these two. What you doing? Oh, this is the airport. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're jet suite. Let's drive out on the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> That's where rich people go to take their little jets. Oh, sure. You know, though, my manager, Jessica, who's the best, and she ran the whole Paul Ryan thing and it went very uh, thank God she did it all for yeah, me she's, she's good. but her husband flies and they got a plane for like 16,000 but like the price of a car and they use these airports there's no like charge they fly around all the time on a regular person's budget that's awesome they're like do you want to go to Palm Springs we have a little plane I'm like what I, you know what Are she made a real people? good move well because if he's the pilot you're done. That's all you yeah. need. If you he, got the pilot. Come he on. flies for fun. Yeah. He just flies around. God. Also, pilots are so... Did you hear the recording of the um, Southwest pilot? And she was she was having to report in to, to air traffic control because part of the engine fell out. Oh, God, no. And she's like cool as a cucumber and basically lands this Southwest flight. What, did it just happen? Yeah. In the explosion of that engine was a person, and this is the worst. No, is this true? Partially, no. Partially sucked out of the plane. Partially. Is, is this true? Yeah, it did just happen. An engine Shit. blew up. It caused a momentary something with the pressure, but a person was partially pulled <laughs> from the plane, which means, and they later passed. All you have to do is hear the word partially, though, and it's like, wow, everyone on that plane saw something terrible that day. Wait a second. Yes. The plane, because of the explosion, had a, had a window go out and somebody got sucked out? Partially. <laughs> what? I know. All you have to do is Google the word partially an airplane. No. There aren't pictures. Gra I, I'm, I've already been too graphic. I mean. This person passed. Because I thought for a second you were saying, sorry, but I thought you were saying that 
they were hiding in the airplane engine, and that's the partially part. No, they were just uh, sitting in their in seat, their seat uh, asking for peanuts, and all of a sudden, now good. that never happens. We need if they're if you're on a plane right now, you need to know that you're safer in your bathroom. Very rare. Yes. Thank you for listening while in the skies. <laughs> but you know that's crazy. It makes me want to have an aisle seat from now on. <laughs> you got to put that seatbelt on. My everybody. friend, he and it was such a detailed text about what he experienced. I will show it to you later. But my friend was on a plane, and he heard commotion up front. People kind of cried out, and in a way that they were scared. Yeah. And there, there was just a little bit of, like, turbulence for a second. But then he said he looked up, and he, there was, like, j- red jelly or something on hitting the ceiling. Uh, he, he said it looked like someone was squirting. Uh-uh. And he's like, oh, God, don't let that be blood. I, a bird hit the side of the plane, broke the outer window. <gasps> momentarily, when it hit the inner window, momentarily created a gap and then it sucked back so for a second it wasn't even noticeable pressure wise but it was enough time for the birds the squished bird to shoot through this gap and however the pressure was going it shot bird blood onto the ceiling no into the plane a bird for, while in the air no most i it I if I I will send you its text and you will not doubt a word of it because he's one of the most honest friends I know my it's buddy just Adam. so awful to it think was about so that awful and he said it, it was he's like and this is going to sound makeup made up <laughs> and insanely like everything he prefaced it with I know this sounds crazy so I believed all of it and I That's do kind of all you have to say yes <clears throat> if this you is, acknowledge how insane your lie is yes no. And this is going to sound crazy, but then some translucent bird friends with (laughs) angel wings on top of their regular wings carried off his soul. Double wings. I'm telling you, I saw it all with my own two eyes. Flight 333. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. There's all these weird, like, all of a sudden there's a really nice store and we're out by the fucking dumps. Yeah. Like, we're out by, like, the places where you can buy scrap metal, but then there's a sanctuary store. And another castle-themed building to lure children. Yes. Just like in our first episode. Oh, that's right. Remember? Electrosonic. Yes, I uh, do. What is What happens at Electrosonic? I don't know, but I bet you that was some cheap real estate. Yeah, this is an interesting area. And what was Sanctuary? Uh, it's, well, from what I remember, I think it's a clothing label. So that was like a, it was basically like a kind of fancy women's clothing store, but out by the railroad tracks. Weird. Very odd. Maybe they do manufacturing there. Perhaps it's a factory uh, outlet. Yes. One of the factory outlets. I had vivid dreams and then memories from the dream, which is, um, I, I, I love when that happens because usually I don't dream and I figure it's because my brain is Sending depleting. We don't oh, have, wow. I've been reading a lot about it, Alzheimer's research, by the way. They're getting very close. I don't think we have to worry about anything. That's what my sister's told me. Yeah, yeah. I've been sent many articles, and it's it's good news. We're okay. going to be fine. Okay, good. Yeah. Anyway, I had a dream about the Esprit factory <laughs> outlet. <laughs> In San Francisco. And my sister, yes, and my sister insisting on going. Yes. And me sort of being excited, too, because I knew it was, like, cool clothes. And But she kind of lied to me and said, well, it's unisex. It's girls' clothes. It's girls, yeah. 
but I did dig you just dig through bins and it was like a free for all uh, you know one, two, three, five dollar items. No four dollar items, though. Well, and also a big thing about going to the Esprit Outlet was everyone in the all the girls in the area knew there was a chance if you went to the Esprit Outlet and the and you got spotted, you might get asked to model in the next year's catalog. Really? So, yeah, because there were girls that we knew or that were like from our hometown or whatever that that happened to. Oh wow! So, even me, who was pretty much the most average American-looking girl when I was like 12, got this idea in my head that if I went there, I could be a model. Yeah, too. you doll up and yeah. like pick out of the bins, um, not seductively, but in picturesque <laughs> ways. Yes, in kind of a upbeat esprit de corps way. Right, right. Yeah, that's what it that's was. So, so insane. Funny. And my mom, the whole time my mom was like, can you just pick something so we can go? And I was just like, hold on. There's cameras in here. This is like an audition. I have to get seen. Uh, yeah, of course you'd been there. That's totally your your stomping grounds. Well, and also your sister and I, I think are the same age. And that is that kind of shit where like only people from basically who grew up in the <clears throat> mid 80s. Yeah. Like Esprit is 1986, 1000%. Oh yeah. It's, it was cool though. Yeah. It was always cool stuff. I liked it. I yeah. want. I wear her hand me downs. I wore some Esprit stuff. There, it's all good. There's... No one called me out. No. So those are girls' clothes. I'm like, look at my hair. I bleached my bangs <laughs> and cut the rest of my hair, so I just have a starfish of bangs. <laughs> and then you had like what, like some leggings with little stars, maybe blue leggings with some stars. <laughs> yeah, I think just a sweatshirt with the Esprit logo. Esprit. I didn't get into the lower the leggings and the socks and okay. the leg warmers and what have you. <laughs> you didn't do little mini leg warmers? Like I did cute. the tops. I did all the tops. Well, the Esprit logo was cool too because remember the E didn't have yeah, the... it's just three lines. That's parallel. good. That's nice design. It was. It was a good design. <clears throat> it's very 80s. And also light pastel rainbow. Oh yeah, there was a lot of pastels. It was all about that pastel and, pink. And neon. I think they did. I, right? Didn't, it was mostly pastel. Maybe. You're right. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, let's go down a detour. Yeah, let's do it. Bound out, stand out, stand out, stand out. I want to get some Esprit clothes. Why okay. don't they bring it back? They should. It would do great. Well, also, they ca there's lots of, like, um, in women's clothing, there are, there are leggings, like these leggings that I have on right now. Mm -hmm. I wore these leggings when I was in, like, freshman in high school. They were Esprit, where they're just basically well-shaped sweatpants that aren't, like, floppy at the bottom. They just come right. down to a cuff. Like, yep. that's all I wore when I was in high school. And the only thing they're missing, probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, is little stirrups at the bottom. <laughs> that's right. right. I had those, too. Yeah, yeah. They keep your leggings. For... People realize quick, quickly, though, that leggings... There is no threat of them climbing up. No. It's like no need for the stirrup. No, not unless you're, <clears throat> excuse me, unless you are uh, so tall and thin that the, the width of your calves and the width of your thighs are the same and that those pants are just going to go straight up. There's no, like for me, the way, like uh, stirrup pants weren't good because I had more of a, a big thighs. So that that downward pull, it was always, it always felt like I was being pulled. Well, I hopefully everyone's legs are kind of trying, like taper down. To, it, what you described <laughs> before, idea. like a person with the same width, calf and thigh, that's a skin, that's a stilt legged person. That's a, the only person I know to be like that is olive oil, the cartoon. That's right. 
Well, that was the way you were supposed to look in the 80s. That was the look. Like like Shelley Duvall? No, Popeye. <laughs> my sweatshirt. <laughs> oh. Oh, what, what? shit. Explain to me now, <clears throat> speaking of Popeye, we are going to, we are diving deep. Okay. Why is there Bluto and then, and then Brutus? What, what happened? Why is there Brutus? two? Brutus? Brutus, I believe, is from a Shakespearean play. Isn't There's, he? And no, remember Popeye? Uh, Brutus. Pretty good Popeye. Look what's it? happening. Uh, uh, I went down the uh, worst possible place uh, I could go. Uh, dead end. Uh, <laughs> That's how Popeye used to talk. Right. Just making noises. When I live with Tig, I would always do that voice and like, oh, oh, shiver me. I didn't. It wasn't even very good, but for some reason she liked it. (laughs) It's funny. And then I was in the alley. And my neighbor introduced himself. Hi, I'm your neighbor. And I was like, oh, hi. No. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, my name's Chris. I introduced myself as Popeye. I, that's how deep in the character I get. It's good. I won't break out. You can even come and shake my hand. I would like a, some kind of a fact check, though, on this uh, Bluto Brutus thing, because I don't think Brutus mm-hmm. was a part of Popeye. I th- it's just, uh, yeah, Emma, I, I think I know what I'm talking about, but maybe not. <laughs> I think Pluto, because I used to confuse him for Pluto, which is, of course, the dog. And yeah. Goofy, you know, I know Pluto and Goofy, there's a confusion there sometimes. Right. But, uh, yeah, Brutus was, there. at some point they had to change his name. Maybe it was like, I'm going to sue you. And they're like, okay, we'll name him Pluto. Or the other way around. No, he started but as think, Pluto. But it was always the guy with the big black goatee beard that yeah. was jagged like a like a poorly opened can of spinach. <laughs> uh, similar line work. Someone who drew me, someone drew me some feathers as fingers, and I was very. It was a study. It's multi. Feather fingers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you for that. Would they mail it to you? It was on Twitter. That's any interaction really isn't in real life. Uh. <laughs> true. Ex- oh. Here's Armenian genocide again. Oh, wow. They're really... I Pay guess, your respects. What do you do? There's got to be an event, or do you just kind of drive around with the flags? Well, they... I, one time... They usually have, like, parade-like things. Move yeah. up, friend. Um, they have kind of parade things. Yeah. I wonder why you won't move up. I... Part of the commemoration. <laughs> got to leave, uh, you gotta leave 20 three feet car lengths in front of you. Up. <laughs> oh. There we go. Oh, he's actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got it, buddy. He's looking down. He's, I'm not honking on Armenian genocide. No, day. exactly. No I was way. gonna. I was gonna dive in front of the wheel <laughs> if you were thinking about it. Honk, honk. No. But one time not I was on Wilshire, and I uh, turned a corner mm-hmm. and I walked into an Armenian genocide like commemorative parade. Did you grab your collar and go? This is a <laughs> I spun on spun on one heel and ran. <laughs> In place for a little while. Um, <laughs> All right. But I mean, they do have parades. Was the point right. of that anecdote? Yeah, yeah. I think that maybe we just don't know where it is. We aren't invited. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not about us. Because I'm just a generic old gringo. Yeah, your time has uh, passed. No, yes. no one wants to inform you of anything anymore. I really am getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the bad news. Yeah, I know my time has passed. I can't even read my pancake box anymore. Fucking gringos, man. <laughs> <laughs>
Gr- Gringo comes from a song uh, with the lyrics, green grows the grass or something, something. Is that true? Yeah. Where'd you get that factoid? There's also a Greek thing. There was two different things I saw online. But then my the people that do my lawn, because you have a pool person, I have a lawn and garden person. Oh. It's part of the rental company. But their, their company is called Green Grows Lawn Services. And I asked the guy and he was like, yep. That's where the word green grow, gringo comes from, is from green grow. Some song that people sang during the Revolutionary War or something, oh. the Spanish-American War, that makes more sense. And it's the things that white people, it's the song white people sang? Yeah, and then so the Mexican folks were like, well, the gringos are coming to them <laughs> and their stupid song that they sing at nauseam because it's on the billboard charts this year. That's funny. Yeah, but then I looked up and gringo actually has Greek roots, so it could be a rumor. Could um, be lots of different ex- explanations. It could be just another story. My dad, another yarn. My dad spun, like, you know, Albert Broccoli, the from James Bond, invented broccoli. Oh yeah, that's such a dad fact, fake fact. But that guy's family did; they were farmers. Well, that's all that matters then. <laughs> <laughs> and broccoli, no, I mean the uh, the broccoli really was a thing that started in the fifties. Like before that, it was just cauliflower and then whatever they spliced it with. Mm. But broccoli is a new vegetable. I didn't know that. Yeah, you're full of facts today, Chris. Well, I mean, if I can't be funny, because that part of my brain isn't working today. <laughs> Let's talk about broccoli just then. Just misfiring. I really, you know, I spent a lot of my funny juice on the on the tour, and now right. I'm just like want to be. You must be relieved it's over. I am relieved. And that it went great. It went great, yeah. Especially by the last show, it was like. The first one was a practice show, and it was like a smaller venue. Chicago was great because everyone was in on it, and they loved it. Awesome. But then a blizzard came. Right. But I was I was wanted it to go well at the at Madison, the comedy club on stage is my favorite place, and a bunch of people came, and it was great. We figured it out by then. Love it. And then I retired from politics. Because when you first told me you were doing a a live show. Be of an impression you've never done before. Right. See, politically based. Yes. Like everything about it, I was like, this is giving me the worst stomachache of all time. And because it did. What more? Yes. It's almost like you went straight into the eye of the most contentious place that you could go, which yes. is American politics. Today. Yes. And then tried, went and made jokes about it. And then it went good. I feel like I realized quickly that the audience didn't necessarily... They weren't there to fact check everything I was going to say. And I just needed to make sure I had jokes. So once... They just wanted to be entertained. Yeah, and it was really fun. And it was like... I forgot how much I enjoyed just being asked a question and then bullshit answering. And that kind of improv is in my wheelhouse and no one was there to remind me. Yep. And then I was doing this, and I'm like, oh, this is the easy part, is not knowing what these people are going to ask. That's yeah, that's kind of the, fun. That's the fun. Yeah. And it's what makes this fun, what we do. But today, I just, you know, I just, uh, I feel like I've been uh, not as funny as other days. But that's okay. No, we do different, we're, we do different gears. We're different, we're complex people. Yeah. Also, 
you know, last night I was going to bed. I just want to, I was searching and searching on TV and on my recordings and everything. I just wanted to watch something pretty looking that was yes. quiet. And I couldn't fucking find, everything had screaming in it or some kind of like paste up shit. And I just wanted to look at something and like have it relax me. Like wilderness, outdoor. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's that's what it sounds like when we we harmonize right before a car wreck. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know how to harmonize. Uh, that was so irritating. Yeah. That's what people do all the time in LA. I think it's because everyone's stoned all the time. Is people come to a full fucking stop. They don't, but they don't get out of the way. Right. They just like kind of. Stop driving and adjust to what's going on with them, and right. not think about the people behind them. Yeah, totally. Also, that that pedestrian was being very disrespectful. Yes, that was a well. That was a goth pedestrian, and they're <laughs> they're out there to show disrespect. Yeah, they're just looking down, thinking about how they hate their dads. They're just showing the world, "You're my dad, and I hate you." <laughs> Everything. But. I, I, uh, but we, yeah, what were we, we, oh yes, we have different, we have different gears and Tate, today yeah. we're in a different gear. Because also sometimes what I love about podcasts mm-hmm. is that like when I'm trying to get my shit done in the morning, like doing the dishes and doing laundry, oh, right. cleaning my house, I like to stick in and people, like I think we we undervalue just plain old conversation because we're comics and we're so like funny laugh. I want I want to make you do the old wheeze laugh. Right. The whole that's the, our goal between each other. But yeah, like it's a laugh contest. We don't, it is. It's a, it's a wait till you're done talking so I can talk contest, which is how we are as comics. But there are some people who are just like I like two people talking to each other. Right. Yeah. You know they I must do. because it's fucking all this is. Totally. Right? Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, I think people like the wheezy laughing, though. Well, yeah, I mean, We should okay. start faking it. Okay. <laughs> Just say whatever. <laughs> Ow, it hurts when you fake it. It does. Don't push it too hard, because you can get a hernia. <laughs> yeah, fake it till you burst it. <laughs> Sincerely, uh. Ellen Burstyn. <laughs> oh, I love her early work. <laughs> <laughs> For one moment, chosen silly Ellen I'm thinking Ellen of Burgen. Candace Burge. No, I'm thinking of uh, Ellen Barkin. Or Meredith Burge. I'm thinking Burgess of Meredith. I'm thinking of Maria Conchita Alonso. <laughs> you mean Maria Callas? Yes, <clears throat> I'm thinking of Marie Callenders and their different pies. You're thinking of uh, uh, a chicken pot pie. God damn it! <laughs> Why did my brain stop entirely on it's, chicken pot pie? Hey, uh, I'm sorry. We have a little contest. I just happened to win. The, I just won that round. You, you son of a you'll bitch. You'll get your chance. You drove me into a wall with that chicken pot pie Marie Callender's reference. Pie. To think it even came late. How you could say, that not be right there? You say something like chicken pot pie, it better at least come out immediately. Not only did that come out late, it was a stinker. I, oh, I went too far. No, it's okay. I, I needed to cook it like a chicken, a chicken Popeye <laughs> for 12 minutes. Why do I, I realize I can't stop thinking about Jimmy Pardo because he has a chicken pot pie joke. He does? I love chicken pot pie. It's a soup with a roof. You break it open and there's stuff inside. It's like ice fishing, except it's hot. So it's nothing, and there's no fish. It's nothing like ice fishing. It's the best. It's pot pie soup bit. It's soup with the roof. 
soup with a roof, and he did this thing with his hand. I'm, it's probably a joke. It's funny that you remember jokes of people that are like 15 years old. He yes. probably doesn't even do it anymore. I bet he doesn't. Although, that's one he can pull out if he's doing dinner theater. Right. Or at the table at home. Right. It works for, it works for any occasion. <laughs> Except the table at home probably has heard it. Last time you had soup. Right. Or pie. Yeah, I'm sure the family's sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I bet Danielle Koenig doesn't make soup or pie because she doesn't want to hear that joke anymore. If we can end this podcast on anything, it's that, you know, Jimmy Pardo's whole family is sick of him. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell my favorite Danielle Koenig joke if you want to do other people's bits. I haven't, I, it's been so long since I've seen her do stand-up, I don't, I don't. She's uh, so good and so funny. She is funny. She and, does a lot of writing. Yeah. yeah she's a big writer. But I like, she used to do a joke. <laughs> she would say that she had both of her parents were actors. Her father, famously, was um, oh, yeah. Chekhov on Star Why Trek. Why do I always forget that? Yeah. It's he, the coolest And he's thing. the sweetest ever. Yes. Um, so her joke was, because her mom was also an actress, and it was really irritating because they were the kind, she was the kind of mom when she, they'd be like, come on, mom, can we have dessert? And her mom would go, there's fresh bananas on the counter. <laughs> And like how she a, did the voice of her mom. In a theatrical... <laughs> like, they never did it. Like, she couldn't... They couldn't have dessert. They weren't, like, normal people at all. Like, so if they wanted dessert... Well, there's fresh bananas on the counter. That's what, weird. Someone else... I can't remember if it's a friend or a, a comedian or someone wanting dessert. And their mom going, there's app- apples and celery in the crisper. <laughs> it was like someone... That's funny. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of her joke. I don't know. But that's... But then you rewrote it to apples and celery? When I went to their... I went to their... Her parents' house once. For something. For a party. Okay. And Walter Koenig had a room of toys. Like, not just Star Trek toys. He... It was the coolest thing ever. And he was so proud of it. And he showed me all of these old Star Trek toys. All these sci-fi toys from the back in the 40s some of them and it was the cool and it was like nicely arranged and there was like glass cases it was really cool and it was cute how he was like super into showing them off yeah i really like that man i love it very nice i love those people that are like they're legends you know what i mean and then like in real life they're actually cool they're not oh yeah he had no he was not like He was just excited about it like a fan. Oh. Of, like, he was a fan, but it's him. Yeah. (laughs) It was real, yeah, he's he's real cool. That's very cool. So here's to the Canaan Pardos. Oh, now that we're back at my house, I can't honk because my racist neighbor Chuck will get mad. Oh, right, it's okay. He'll put up another rock. Um, Doing a mouth horn doesn't come up a lot anymore, so I like to end with one. Oh, great. What a great opportunity for you. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? (laughs) D-Y-N. A-R. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. <laughs>
Uh, with Karen and Cress.